it gets ugly. Somebody gotta be there when it gets bloody. Somebody got to get their hands dirty. Yep, it's a fucked up job, but somebody gotta do it. Somebody gotta come up with the plan and be there when the shit hits the fan. Welcome to The Fixers, the show where we occasionally fix movies, but mostly talk about what we just saw. In this episode, we're going to talk Kanky Code, we do a little media diet, and then we're going to do the... Uh, <laughs> I like how you just drop Hanky Code, move on. Yeah, explain I'll it. explain it later, don't worry, I got a whole thing. And uh, the city or the city of Lost Children, uh, which is a new, we'll call it a series. The Fixers of Lost the Children. The Fixers of Lost Children. The um, City of Lost Children is a movie. Yeah, that's why I named it after that. Um, a very weird yeah. French movie that I saw in a very small theater that scared the crap out of me. That's one of those movies that's not safe by, to see at night. By the director of Alien Resurrection. Not not a surprise Some at all. Some say the best aliens. Some say that. That's true. Um, we're going to talk about movies where franchises we would like to have or like to fix. So when we got some uh, real, real doozies in here. But we're going to start out with Media Diet. So uh, what are you watching these days, the Commodore? <coughs> I... Uh, re- I'll just pick a few highlights. Yeah. Um, recently rewatched Warren Beatty's very long movie. Reds. Very seldom seen Reds. Yeah. Uh, it's dry. It's a dry movie. I, I've seen it once. I think it was like on an encore free weekend. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I just, this was free and I wasted five hours. I mean, I'm glad I saw it, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's well made. Yeah. Uh, it's a, I can't. Even in the time it was made, I don't know who they thought the audience was. Because this is a movie about like pre-World War One communist activists in Greenwich Village, who no- none of whom became famous. I mean, they're like academically famous. Like if you ask historians of the era, they know who they are. But these aren't like well-known people. And it's like, who, who is this movie for? Which is, I salute Mr. Warren Beatty who was a massive movie star at the time to convince the studio to give him a ton of money to make a movie that clearly nobody, no one wanted to see. Is this the movie that broke him? And is the reason we have to see Dick Tracy be interviewed by Leonard Malton every three years because no. he, something is truly wrong with him now. Like, I feel like he wanted this to is, make Dick Tracy. I know he wanted to make it. I'm just saying it seems like a movie that may have kind of broke him a little bit. I don't know. I mean, he's always been a weird dude. <clears throat> I mean, he's he's one of the weirder big s- movie stars. I mean, if you bring up Warren Beatty to the average person who's not us, the first thing they say is Dick Tracy, right? Maybe Shane I think Taylor. of our generation. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're like a older millennial, you remember Dick Tracy coming out. Not everybody saw it. It wasn't that big a hit. But like, that's all you'd really know. Yeah, he wasn't in much. Like when you really think about it. Uh, he no, he didn't act that much. He also didn't have uh, that um, very many of those older guy in movie roles like Harrison Ford did. You know, yeah, like just like the 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 guide or the older person that knows what everybody's talking about. Like he'll just Harrison Ford will be in a movie for you know, like oh yeah, one week. Or as we've established, like De Niro will be in. 12 movies a year, yeah. half of which go straight to Redbox. Yeah. Like, like Beatty's not in any Redbox movies. No. Like, he's been in, like, 12 movies total, ever. Is he loaded? I think he's pretty loaded. But he's not, I mean, I, he... Off of what? Shampoo? Uh, I mean, he didn't he have that many hits. a lot of movies. Yeah. 
Uh, I can't tell you why. I can't either. But he's he's very selective. I mean, he works very rarely. Remember the remake he did of An Affair to Remember with Annette Benning. Love Affair? Love Affair, yeah. I remember yeah. watching that being like, this did not need to be done. This is terrible. And I think that... Who was the woman in that? In the original? Oh, uh, I don't remember. She was an in affair, it. An affair to not remember. Yes, clearly. Um, she was in it as the old person in that movie. Like, yeah. And I remember it being so much Vaseline on the front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it looked truly like I would just woken up and I was watching the movie. Like, that's how much they did. It, was a, it wasn't very good, but... Classic. I'm glad you got to watch uh, it. It's on Criterion, I assume. Yeah, it's on Criterion. Yeah. Most of my... I think all of my recent movies have been on Criterion. Um, uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. See, uh, yep. Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. Not that good. Nope. It it was it was hyped to me as like, oh, this one's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not. It's not. It, I mean, she's. I will happily look at Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell walking around in various costumes. Yeah. And I'm not bored. I but mean, as a movie, yeah, it's not. Movie, it's not it's really a movie. It's just like a series of like half scenes. The Seven Year Itch is probably my favorite Marilyn Monroe movie. I think uh, some like it hot. Yeah, for me, that's fair. But yeah, those are movies. Those were like a story. Yeah, it wasn't just sort of an excuse to sort of like have her in a just new costume every her. scene. Yeah. Also, there's a weird era of movies where they're just like, yeah, we don't really need like a plot. Just, just like, just look at some, her. She's hot, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's a musical, but it's not really like it's not that much of a musical because yeah. she's not good at singing. Yeah. So it's just sort of like a. I don't know how to describe it. It, it, we don't make movies like that anymore. No, it's not like a movie where you just watch a person do a thing. There's no like yeah. just tap dancing movies or swimming movies. Yeah, like, it's to just, do a thing they're not even that good. Yeah, at. yeah, yeah. That's the thing, just to be like on the screen. Right. You know, the more like, I know about Marilyn, though, like it's really hard to just watch her movies now. Like, like her? You mean her tragic life? Yeah, it's like so truly terrifying. That I'm just like, oh man, I don't know if I like this anymore. I mean, Seven Year Itch, she's actually really funny in. So I'm like, yeah. a hot no, she funny is in. talented. Yeah, I, I'm just saying she's not a good singer. No, she's not. She's she was never a good singer. It wouldn't surprise no, me if I they mean, use somebody else. I mean, some, no, it's her. It really I mean, her? it doesn't. It's it's too not good to be a, okay, like that's, a ringer. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, there is actually. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much of our listener cares about. Uh, there's one bit that isn't her, where she's like doing scales, and she's like, ah, oh, okay. and it's like clearly not her, yeah, because it sounds like complete. But most of her songs, she's kind of, hey, Mister Williams, oh, she's really? like very breathy and quiet and singing yeah. like Marilyn Monroe. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, watch the classic uh, Tracy Hepburn movie, Adam's Rib. Don't know if I've seen that one. It's where they are a married couple who are. Uh, on opposite ends of a trial. It's okay. Like a courtroom comedy, romantic comedy. Oh, okay. I mean, is it like a goofball comedy? Like it's not ball? that screwball. It's um it's you know, it's not like serious. Yeah. I mean there was they, they made I think seven movies together and were just they were a real life married couple that had good chemistry and you put like a I mean that is a movie with a plot. That yeah. movie has like a setup, development, complication resolution 
you know, it's a, it's like a well structured movie. Yeah, but I can't say everyone needs to run out and see it if you don't like nineteen forties. It's it's just hard to because you know what you're in for when you watch those because it's more of like an, an observation than enjoyment. Like I should watch this. Everybody says this is good, and then you watch it and you're like, well, I've seen that now. It's weirdly kind of disappointing <laughs> with those older movies. I mean, I, I like old movies. Me too. I'm never Genuinely. mad at myself for watching them, but it isn't like it, it isn't entertainment, really. It's it's hard to find an older movie that's actually really entertaining, you know, as opposed I, to just being a I movie. I disagree. Oh, well, but that's me. That's fine. That's why you have Criterion, and I got the Screen Gems app, which I didn't even know existed, <laughs> so I could watch uh-huh. RoboJocks for two ninety nine, and it's just all just trash movies that were like on sale on dvds at dollar stores it's mm-hmm. it's incredible um so somebody like went and scooped up the rights to all these things yeah just you know, put them in one place if you're looking mm-hmm. for a movie like it's named like bunny and earl and there's a car on the front it's basically right. in screen gems <clears throat> like it just so like roger corman movies uh yeah lots like, of roger corman like lots viking of, uh, viking women post um post like almost hammer post hammer horror movies Right, like just a lot of like really cheaper shit. than Hammer. Anything movies. that's like the rights were free, and you could like they couldn't afford the real Vincent Price, but they have a guy who kind of looks like Vincent Price. And if you can throw a black guy in there as a, um, like as seeing the monster, so there's a lot of those kind of movies too, where black guys mm-hmm. see monsters, and a lot of just like cars crashing. So for two ninety nine a month, I gotta say it's pretty worth it. <laughs> uh, can they sponsor us? Screen gems. I mean, I can I can see. Screen gems are the people that own like Bewitched and that like stuff like that. Call a, call us Screen gems. It's basically like Nick, at, to... Nick at Night. Yeah, we're here. At screen gems. Um, I Nick at Night plays like like Seinfeld. Now. I know, I know. When I tell people like it used to play black and white TV shows, like full on Mr. Ed, it, like Honeymooners. Yeah, if you want um, old school TV shows, you have to go to the Me Network. The Me Network. Yeah, which is just like all they play is like Hogan's Heroes and Gunsmoke and those kind of shows. So it's not good. And it's free through like public broadcasting. But okay, So Nick and Knight has friends. Mike and Molly. Shit, that was very recent. That wasn't as recent as you think. Uh, but it was like within the last 20 years. Yeah. Uh, more friends, more Mike and Molly. What do they just play? Friends with Mike and Molly. There's no King of Queens. Their schedule is hard to read. I'm gonna not bore people with me looking at their. No Seinfeld. All I can see is Friends. It's like, like multiple hour blocks of Friends. Wow! Really? How do you even get, I mean, they must get crazy ratings for that. Uh, friends, 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 9 p.m. friends, 9.30 friends, 10 p.m. friends, 10.30 friends. Or wow. Friends. They just run friends. Like, seriously. The checks those guys must cash. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. It's all friends. Okay. <laughs> I just typed in a random year. Uh, Nick at Night schedule, September 1988 to 19, 9, 1989. Let me, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Okay. Let me guess. Uh, you, you're not going to guess this. I'm not going to get 
Okay, 88 is like early even Hold for on, me. there's 1, okay, so I'm 2, gonna say... 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. There's 16 okay, shows. Gonna... I bet you don't get three. Okay. Uh... Dragnet? Mm. Nope. Ah, fuck, they did have Dragnet eventually. I'll give uh, you two more guesses. Mr. Ed? One. Oh, now you get... There you go. Um... Uh, you really got to put your head back then and think. Get smart. Nope, but there are get smart related shows. That's two. Get smart related. I guess like shows that you would go within the get smart. You know, bewitched. Nope. Not even bewitched yet. This is Nick at night. I think bewitched may have played during the day. No, I played a Nick at Night eventually. Maybe. I, I don't remember. All right. Lay, lay it on me. 8, Mr. Ed. 8.30, The Patty Duke Show. Oh, Patty Duke. Nine. Twins. They're identical cousins. They're identical cousins. They're not twins. 9 p.m., My Three Sons. 9.30, The Donna Reed Show. Oh, yeah. 10, We're Getting Saucy, The Best of Saturday Night Live. Ooh, Ten, I do not remember that at all. F- for a half an hour. So, so that's why, in case you guys ever wonder why we think Saturday Night Live is good, because all we saw it was in half an hour increments of the best sketches. So, um, ten thirty, SCTV. Eleven, laughing. Eleven thirty, Car Fifty Four. Oh, I remember Car Fifty Four. Uh, twelve, twelve thirty. Uh, it starts over again. <laughs> At eleven thirty, though, you have midnight. Uh. At midnight, you have make room for Daddy. With Danny Thomas. Yeah, Danny Thomas. Who we will not mention anything more about. All you know is he is the... Never heard of that man, Danny Thomas. Person I don't know why got his this show name going came out of for, my lips. Yep. Definitely do not Google Danny Thomas, folks. Do not Google the, Dan, Dan, the Danny Thomas <laughs> show. Yeah, you know what? I don't Google the show. That. Don't click on the Danny Thomas hyperlink. No, no, don't not go there. Don't do it. And if it's already if it's already purple on your browser, someone in your home knows too much. I really do think it set us up for more um, to be wider and more interested in media watching those terrible shows than it is just watching like uh, Friends over and over and over again. Yeah, you know. No, I'm looking at now. They they literally just have three shows on Nick at Night: Friends, Mike and Molly, and a show called Mom. I've never even heard. That's of the one with Allison Janney. Oh, um, and well, uh, what did it originally run on? I I think Nick at Night. I think it was an original oh, show. Orig- oh no, it ran on CBS. Okay, because I know they did have original shows. <clears throat> I mean, Nickelodeon has original shows. I didn't know Nick at Night did. Anyway, what's your uh, what's your media diet this week? Hold on, one more thing to check. Right now on MeTV. This is more what it should. This this sounds way more. Me TV, just a regular broadcast channel. Um, we got Perry Mason, of course. Ma- the new Perry Mason? No, the old one. Mash, the Andy Griffith Show, The Rifleman, Gilligan's Island, Mama's Family, mm-hmm. which I think is the most modern one they have. Yeah. So see, that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about classic shows. Yeah. Beverly Hillbillies, Hogan's Heroes. Carol Burnett Friends. They have F Troop. Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, Mannix. Or uh, what was the one in the in the in the Pacific where they were on a boat? Oh shit. 
I know exactly what you're talking it about. It was like a World War II boat comedy. Yeah. Kelly's People... Heroes? No, Kelly's Heroes is a movie. That's a movie. Uh... People just thought that war was funny after like 20 years. They're like, all right, let's make some jokes. So. I think it was, there was this whole generation of World War II veterans yeah. that somehow wanted to watch more stuff about the war. Like, I don't understand. Like, my my grandfather was a literal POW captured by the Nazis in a Nazi prison camp, and he would watch Hogan's Heroes. And like, and he would uh, laugh his And ass I'd be off. like, is this what it was like? He's like, oh, God, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Not. Yeah. And then, but he would still watch it. Yeah. I, I mean, I it's like... It's like if you lived in Lower Manhattan on 9/11 and you watched like a sitcom about 9/11 yeah. every Thursday night, you're like, "Why do you want this? I don't get it." But I, I uh, respect to the greatest generation, and uh, uh, we might have to do a Me TV uh, show review because uh, there's just so much classic stuff on there. But we'll get to what I've watched. I've watched Indiana Jones twice in the theater. Dial of Destiny twice. Yes, I saw it at the um, Cinnabar where they feed you food. And I thought, well, I'm going to need to actually see it just like as a regular movie, too, you know. Um, what uh, What's your favorite Mutt uh, escapade? You're, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> keep Mutt's name out your mouth. You. I'm I mean, just they, saying. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, it's the best moment in the entire movie when he talks about Mutt. But he's not in the movie. No. He's, okay. in, he's in it in spirit. I don't want to no know spoiler alerts for the soldiers overseas who aren't going to be able to see this, but... Um, He's not in the movie. Shia LaBeouf is not in the movie. No, but he's brought I, up. I, I knew that already. And, That's not a spoiler. Uh, I'm just, just telling like you. He's not. Okay. All right. M- Mutt's, you know, I didn't expect it to go that way either. But <laughs> um, Sala's in it. Um, Marion Ravenwood is in it. Um, no John Hurt, unfortunately. Nobody brought back from Crystal Skull, sadly. Uh, what about, uh, what's the, what, was, what was the other British guy? He had like a British sidekick. What was his name? Brody? Crystal Skull? Huh? No, no, no. Like a like a, about his age, who was like a spy with him in the war. Oh, yeah. No. What was his name? Toby Jones. He goes to the he goes to the other dimension with the aliens at the end of Crystal Skull. Toby Jones plays that role. Right. What? It's like I know what you're talking about. It's like Didn't you just watch this? Yeah, because yeah, he kept saying Jonesy over and over again and I was like I forget who he was. What his name was. But I did just watch it last night but i was also extremely stoned apparently when you google crystal skull a lot of shit comes up before the actual movie (laughs) so the actual vodka comes up before the movie no like crystals like people into real crystals real oh yeah people think that that shit's real yeah right absolutely had you heard of crystal skulls before this movie yes but that is not normal i think mac 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 is his name they did a um that's that makes sense now because in the new one, uh, Phoebe Walter Bridge calls him Jonesy, and that's what he calls him the entire time in Crystal Skull. So that makes sense. Um, Toby Toby Jones plays that kind of role in this uh, in the new one. And he's good. I mean, he's fine. Um, well, it, why not just bring Ray Winstone back? I don't he went to the other transdimensional. Oh, that's right. Remember. So right now, I literally just said that, and I already forgot. Yeah, in the interdimensional. <laughs> There's like five Nazis, one sightseer or one like seer because she disappears because she knows all the knowledge, and uh, Mac just hanging out. Not Nazis, they're Russian. They're Russian. Oh, they're Russian in that one. That's true. Um, So let me get to my actual review of uh, Indy. Um, It was an Indiana Jones movie. 
That's my review. It was completely passable. There's nothing special about it. My highlights, they fucking murk Nazis the entire time in such an unrelentless way. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like watching, like, the first Rambo when he's killing cops. Like, Nazis are just going, and they're using, like, old-school-ass, like, like meat sounds. Like, that just thump sound Mm -hmm. that you hear. Um, And it's actual Nazis. It's not Hydra. I'm looking at you, fucking Marvel, bunch of pussies. Uh, Actual Nazis that they're killing. And Indy says many times, I hate Nazis, and it's like it's very clear, like, hey man, Nazis were bad, and we should use them more as a villain. Like it was it was very well done. Um But then you have to set stuff in the forties. Yeah, but I mean any any I mean I hate to say this, but any indie movie set in the forties or any but James Bond movie oh, no, no. or anything For this is franchise. always better in the forties. For this like, franchise. Yeah. But not every movie can have Nazis in it. Plausibly. I mean the like the new Fast and the Furious movie should not have like a bunch of Nazis as the bad. No, but the, but the point is they would like have like oh there's these people who are like kind of like the Nazis but not like the Nazis and they're called spazzies and you're like just call them fucking Nazis like you know like America <laughs> Captain America punched Hitler you know like yeah. and then they changed it to like well, Hydra there, it's like well there were Nazis in that one yeah that's what I'm saying there should have been Nazis in Marvel like let's just say Nazis but are it, bad. in the first Captain America there were Nazis no they were Hydra. There was no Nazis. No, nope. they weren't. They Nazis? never mentioned it. Not once. And like Captain, it was he was in World War Two, obviously, <laughs> fighting. But Wonder Woman fought in World War One. Yeah, so she was fighting pre Nazis. Pre Nazis. Um, it was very good. I would recommend watching it. It was an old school adventure movie. He doesn't do anything, you know, like like a, that uh, an eighty year old can't do, you know. Right. So it's not. the the He's stuff not that Tom he does cruising out. No, but it is very funny watching that preview for Mission Impossible and then you see like <laughs> and he's like jumping off a fucking cliff and you see Indiana Jones and it's clearly like his head replaced on a horse or something. Um, but Harrison Ford is 20 years older than Tom. He is and he but he does like a good job and and there's a couple of them, you know, the I would have to say like my main critique is it was the this one is in 69. Um everybody seems to leave their keys in every car. So every time he gets into a car, he can just start it up and go. There's like never a scene where he can't just drive a vehicle. Um, and Tuck Tucks apparently can go roughly 70 miles an hour. Um, He's super mild. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, it, it had that kind of adventurous quality where, you know, they were going foreign places and it was clearly they were actually in those foreign places. It wasn't just like inside a studio. Um, like Crystal Skull, because Crystal Skull just felt so inside. Um, it was missing that weird Spielberg Lucas horniness that Indy has, because he always has yeah. that. Um, Crystal Skull's not that horny. They they're like doing like longing looks at each other, and Mutt's like, oh um, yeah, Mutt's like tries to separate them a bunch. I don't know. It's Harrison Ford is just kind of like he's not horny. He's just kind of naughty, you know. Yeah, but um, the first three are horny. Yeah, and the second one, like, there's a like a weird like porn double smash with like father and son banging Elsa, like, and like yeah. you look that up, you know? Yeah. She, no, I uh, she talks in her sleep, which I didn't even understand until like 20 years later, and I was like, oh, oh, now I get it. Okay. Yeah. No, I remember. I mean, that movie came out when I was eight. Yeah. And the scene where one of the scenes where Indy is is making out with the German, mm-hmm. and she's like chewing on his ear yeah which is like way more sexual than anything i'd seen in a a popcorn movie yeah 
Because it wasn't like, like, I got kissing. I understood kissing. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's just, like, chewing on his ear like it's a piece of salami. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on? Yeah. And he, like, liked it. It yeah. wasn't like she was being bad. Yeah, he was, like, doing, the, like, indie, like, sideways eyes. Yeah. Um, Change, changed, changed me. I was changed forever on that time. I, sometimes you see stuff too early. And now, you know, as we, we never told the audience this, but you have half a ear. And uh, that's just what happens, you know. You lose the good parts. I also watched uh, the original Dune in a theater for the first time, which I oh Dune yeah, which I'd never seen. It's good, it was, it was fucking incredible. Like seeing the worms are one thing on the big screen, obviously, because they just look a million times better. Everything looked better because it was to yeah. scale, just like everything. Um, yeah. Seeing the cat with the rat being milked on screen Oof. is just like. Oh. Whoa. And the person I took had never seen it before at all. So I had to explain to her, like, so there's Dune, the movie. And then there's Dune, the weirdness that David Lynch brings to it. And they're just two separate yeah. things. So you have to, like, separate them from the plot. Like, Had this person read Dune or seen the new Dune? She'd seen the new Dune. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she it wasn't going in completely cold. No, no. What? She knew the story, yeah. the general story of it. But she was also like, this really happened really fast. Because you forget how fast that movie moves. Yeah. And it just, once it gets on the rails, it does not stop the entire time. Yeah. Um, when the worms come out and he does, takes the uh, water of life, it's fucking incredible. When he gets on top of the worm. Father! And, and Toto, the sleeper has awakened! And Toto is playing. Like, I legitimately, like, got excited and started, like, playing uh-huh. air guitar. It was it was bigger and badder than I thought it would be. Like it was just like holy shit, this is what an epic movie. I cannot imagine going to see Star Wars and then seeing Dune. Like you'd be like, can't they just make ten of these? Like this is so much yeah. better. Um, just because just pure action wise, it's it's almost an action movie. So much stuff happens in it. Yeah, you know, uh, it's fun. I'm so I'm so glad I saw it. It kind of makes me want to go back and watch Blue Velvet in the theater because I've never seen that either. Um, drink some Pabst Blue Ribbon, which of course they were selling. Um, people laughed at one part that I thought, oh, it was when um, the Sardaukar spit on the, on Jessica. People laughed? They were like, ha ha ha! And I was like, what is go- why is this funny? Maybe it's like something I don't know. Oh no, when the uh, Baron I mean, spit it, on Jessica, like before he sent her It's the thing with, with Lynch fans, and I am a Lynch fan, so this is, but like because Lynch is, most of his movies are kind of like moving uneasily between horror and comedy and scenes that are like ridiculous and then scenes that are disgusting and violent. And you're, he's always like, you watch a Lynch movie and people are just kind of laughing at weird times. And his audience are primed to to see things ironically, I think. it To me, it reminded me of uh, of seeing Hamilton live. The, I don't know if David Lynch's Dune has ever been compared to There Hamilton. were, like, there's just the thing where they, like, say immigrants, we get the job done, and, like, everybody applauds, and you're just like, I know you motherfuckers have listened to this cast album before. You do not think mm-hmm. that's funny. You do not think that, like, you've never, you've heard it 20,000 times. Why are you applauding this? Or then laugh at, like, a joke. I'm like, how do you, how, how? How have you, how, why? It's not funny anymore. It's like when you go to the theater and they play the joke from the trailer in the movie and everybody laughs and you're like wait a second yeah you fucking see that this. is i'm always astonished when it's like not just a joke from the trailer it's like the big joke the big joke the payoff yeah. joke of the trailer 
And then you, it happens in the theater, and I'm like, well, and everyone laughs. I'm like, what the fuck? Have you did not, you not, how did you? I always want to ask, why are you here? How did, did you, you get here? Trailer? How did you get <laughs> yeah. here? I mean, it doesn't make astonishes me every time. Oh, we just. I'm, I want to. I want to like. Pa- I want to stop the movie and interview everyone and be like, "What is going through your mind right now? Like, did you do not you think it's see funny, this joke or do you think coming? everybody else is going to laugh, so you're going to feel left out?" I guess. And it's, usually, it's like you can see it coming. You're like, "Oh, I know the joke from the trailer is about to happen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see the setup. Yeah. I mean, don't understand. I don't know if it's our problem. Maybe it's just our problem. I, I don't know. But um, also, clearly, it is our problem. I am. Uh, I'm slowly starting starting to grow now we might have to do this as another side bit sometime but is uh trailers that ruin movies i am mm-hmm. so sick of seeing that oppenheimer trailer i've seen it fucking every time i go to a movie it never it's always the same it's so dramatic and you're just like i i don't even know if i want to watch it anymore honestly like i i, I can't like just seen the trailer so many times i've probably seen the trailer like 15 times and it's not by choice it's just shoved yeah. in your face every time. Mission Impossible yeah. trailer, they like kind of move around a little bit and change what what's in it. Yeah, um, I couldn't tell you what Mission Impossible is about. I mean, I, mean, I you know, I don't I generally. Even if I about, like but, read the synopsis and then watched the movie, I don't know if I would know what it was about. So <laughs> yeah, whereas yeah. Oppenheimer, I bet I could write like a pretty good Wikipedia plot summary right now. Probably that would be close. Like my Oppenheimer pitch movie would be after the bomb and like how his slow like degeneration into like like tortured soul over it like i think it does go after the it, bomb. it looks like it goes a little bit after what's rdj playing or who uh he plays one of the scientists actually. okay because like afterward i remember seeing him like rdj's in this i thought he'd be like somebody or you know truman or somebody yeah, i forget but i think it goes into the into the because he was he was blacklisted and he had to like Go to go testify in front of Congress about his like communist sympathies. It would be awesome something. if uh, Gary Sinise came back as HBO's Truman. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, there was an Einstein in the trailer. I saw that, uh, but I don't know who plays. Uh, I, I didn't see tr- Truman. I mean, I still want. I'm probably gonna go see an IMAX just because it's gonna be like incredibly shot. Like, but yeah, there's gonna be like giant, yeah, giant ass real explosions. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that part of it, but it's just it's yeah. getting a little bit. What did the thing I saw, a, somebody did a, a Burger King tie-in called the Wappenheimer. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I share your feelings, but I will give credit to Christopher Nolan that, like, he's making a movie about, like, a historical figure that very few people know who they are. And the movie's going to make, like, $100 million yeah. minimum. And it's already And this is a movie before. that, in other hands, could just be, like, a... A made-for-TV. It was, you know, biopic. It was an HBO oh, sure movie sure with been Paul before. Newman and uh, uh, John Cusack. I think it's called Fat Man, Little Boy. I remember John watching it. It's yeah, fucking terrible. I do remember that. I do remember that. I never saw it. Yeah, but. it's it's really not good. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been watching. And Gemstones, of course. Please, I implore all of you, watch Righteous Gemstones. I mean, it's just an important show. Like, it's just it's you just have to watch it. A, a plus, Baby Billy. A plus all around. So we're going to go into our next segment, something we're that's near and dear to our hearts. It's called the Hanky Code. <laughs> I, I mean, near to our hearts as... Closer to our pockets uh, where we keep observers, our... Yeah, observers. Yeah. I, I keep my... I'll, go, I'll let you do your... Morse code, wind talkers, the Caesar shift. Through our time, humans have used codes to transmit messages they prefer hidden to the general public. The most famous among them, 
those of the 1970s New York City hanky code, developed as an alternative to the key code, where you put your keys in a different pocket to indicate if you were top or bottom. The hanky code made it clear to others of your community what you were into, and it's time for an update, an updated hanky code. Did you know about the key code? No. I didn't either. It's, how would you see the keys in some you left, You leave them hanging out like a janitor. Oh, I see. So, like, left pocket was bottom, right pocket was top. Right. And it really was developed when uh, they didn't have enough women in San Francisco. Um, so <laughs> Wait, wait. There was a women shortage? Yeah. Cause, and, you mean, like, during the gold rush? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, when, and you'd have, like, a different colored handkerchief in your pocket for if you wanted to lead or not when you're out dancing. So men dancing with other men, mm-hmm. but not necessarily being sexually interested in other men. Yeah. There's no, I don't think there was any yellow handkerchiefs. This kind of the way them. <laughs> um, I mean, people were into things in the past. We just don't read We don't know. It. Yeah. We just don't know. I mean, sometimes we do read about it if you read Marquita Saad. Also, do not, do not look up Denny Thomas. Um, so what is your first uh, okay, new so, update? Hanky so for like code. full context, we are doing a modern... M- modern... C- Cultural hanky code. Media cultural hanky code. Yes. To this is like in conversation in life. We are not doing a sexual update. Almost like code. I feel like the new hanky code is tattoos. Because you'd see somebody with like a Dune tattoo or whatever and be like, oh, that person likes Dune and that kind of indicates them as a person of the tribe, you know? Right. So But not a not a not into like I like I like to be peed on. Peed tattoo. on while holding a live worm underneath a bridge. Right. right. Yeah. <clears throat> Um. Okay, so <laughs> I think we've set it up. Uh, so I'm gonna go. My first hanky is Paisley. Oh, and it signals. Yes, I've seen three chains of gold. Okay, and I'm looking for someone to talk about with it. Would royal purple being yes, I've seen three chains of gold, and I will not discuss it with you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have three chains of gold, and I and I prefer to me. keep it to myself. I and I, still... I prefer I prefer uh, not straight to video Prince movies, please. Graffiti Bridge, mm-hmm. Purple Rain, Under a Cherry Moon only. Yeah, and I prefer them on VHS. I mean, the the specific the specificity of the hanky code is really what makes me so happy when you read it, because it's not just <laughs> one thing; it's like a line of things. I like this, but not this, but then this. Right. So. Um, mine is red uh, for red tails, meaning uh, you still trust George Lucas and you're willing to have a conversation about it. Wait, wait, wait. you meaning the person you're talking the person to? You're or talking, I, I the person still trust George Lucas and I'm willing to talk about it with you, even though he has failed me many times. I liked red tails. I liked red tails too. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to say it's then a good movie. We both probably have red hankies and want to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Trust is too big a word, but I will. You know, like there, are, there are musical acts that you know their best work is long behind. Yeah, them. but you'll but if they're buy like, oh, album. there's a new album. You're gonna. Check, I would assume Beck is like that for you. Like, I stopped listening to Beck a while ago. Really, just no Beck. I truly haven't heard a new album by him in a long time. I'll listen to the old stuff. Uh, the new stuff just sounds, it just sounds the same. Donald like, Fagan? It's not even, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Donald Fagan had a new single. Yeah. I would listen to it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I thought. That, that yeah. makes sense. It's like, you got to get interesting when you get old. Mm-hmm. 
No, I know. I mean, you will give Lucas credit. Like, Red Tails, he's not just, like, making Star Wars again. He's like, I'm going to make this movie about black fighter pilots in World War II. And, like, get some people to, you know, direct it. Yeah. Well, I'm really going to direct the, the perfect, The perfect guy to represent their story. Watching... <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with the choice. I'm saying it's interesting. Watching Lucas movies, man, you just realize, like, how much those guys love the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Like, yeah. it's just... There's just so trapped in it and they oh by the way in the new indie they included hippies uh i thought you were i thought you would refuse to see it's my it's my cardinal rule i didn't know until i walked in now he yelled at them and called them filthy hippies uh get out of here hippies he like literally shook a bat at them like Mm. yeah god bless harrison ford had his shirt off within the first minute of that movie like this is just what i look like now i'm an old 80 year old Uh man uh, my next one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, black and white checked, Ooh, Hanky. Okay, means I will bait you into a conversation about the Beatles, but only so I can cite the Quincy Jones interview where he shits on them. Okay, that's fair. I have I have one corresponding to that. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's the blues. It's light blue, and dark blue, and regular blue. And uh-huh. it's also checkered. Um, it, uh, hot takes where you bring out the drunker you get at a dinner party. Dark blue means you won't be invited back. So you wear that dark blue and you just like walk in just screaming about Lennon beating his wife. First thing. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, or like, this is the truth. I don't even, I haven't even watched the Woody Allen documentary. Why would I? It's lies. Like you're just, you're doing that. Uh-huh. You know. Whereas regular blue is like you just like kind of hot takes, you know. Well, I don't know. Maybe girls kind of sucked, you know, and we just right. didn't realize how bad it actually was when we were watching it, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you know, maybe Tyler Perry movies really aren't that funny, something like that. Wow. And uh, and and light blue is just like takes that people probably don't really care that much about, but you know, can just kind of slip right past. Well, you know, I, I don't think Sergeant Pepper's was that great. You know, right? Or like just weak, weak takes. Just like, weak, just, you... just weak takes. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, Andy was my favorite Gib. You know, weak takes. Not, right. Not true. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna get mad. Nobody's gonna get mad, and they'll be like, "Oh, that guy is interested in cultural things. He knows some things." Right. Yeah. Right. I like Superman one better than Superman two. Yeah, just like light takes. Like yeah. That right. you know, are probably the level of take that might actually keep somebody interested. When you've had three straight tall bourbons and you're yelling about how Mia Farrow causes, like, you know, the hottest record day on earth, you're probably not <laughs> the right place to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're a dark blue man. Yeah, I'm dark saying. blue most of the time. Uh, I'm going to go with um, felt. Oh. Tangerine. Okay. Tangerine colored felt means, yes, I am nostalgic for early SNL, but only the Muppet sketches. Wow. I'm not saying this is me. I'm saying that's what felt tangible. No, that's means. good. I mean, that's good. That's a, well, that's, you'd get kicked out of a party for that, like, right away. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk in a bar with felt tangerine. They're like, this guy, 86th, you're out. Wow. I want to, I want to own a bar just so I can put, a, a loop of the Muppet SNL sketches alone, just on the TV the whole time. And and I want people to come in and just be like, what is this? I'm like, this was the first season of Saturday Night Live. 
30 million people a week watched this. They barely even and had Kermit, right? It was just like monsters. No, they were, they were like half fraggles. And like they horny like, monsters with like volcanoes behind yeah, them. Yeah, they were trying to like fuck Lily Tomlin. And yeah. Stuff. They were... They were Good luck barking up that tree, Muppets. But it was Jim Henson's voice. Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, it's me. It's Kermit the Frog with a so, little bit scratchier. <laughs> the bar part I'm confused by. Do you, do you want really just want people to see it? So And you know people come to bars, thus it'll be there? Yeah, people come to bars okay. and there's like... You know, there's always there's like basketball on or the Munsters on or something. But yours has like, no even a remote to change it. It's just the Muppets. I mean, I have the remote. Yeah, oh, you have the remote. I'm just saying, like, you, you, this isn't like a movie theater. Like, nobody comes for the thing. You go to see, a bar. I would do a gym. And, it, and, you, and you see it. There's a TV screen, and it's usually playing something. Yeah. And you're not really paying attention. You're not like, oh, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl at yeah. a bar. You're just like, I'm in this bar. There's something on the TV. And you slowly notice. You're just slowly like, wait, what is this? Are those Muppets? Would they be, would it be a- Is that Jonathan a, Winters with Muppets? A what is that? <laughs> Are there other Muppet things or is that the only Muppet no, thing? No, it's just wow. unexplained. Okay. If you ask the bartender, be like, I don't know, man. This is just, it's always on. I can't change it. Wow. These are hot takes. I, if we have investors, if, if the CEO of Screen Gems wants to invest in this uh, bar enterprise, call us up. Oh, okay. All right. Um, mine is a light green- and it's, um, I only, I, well, I'm ready to talk about liquid television and about how horny it made me. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Light green. That's the only sexual one. Yeah. <laughs> For the max, obviously. Right. Yeah, everybody knows that. In the head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I hope you try that out in public and tell me the. No, I mean, I will. Tell What's... me the other liquid television fans you run into. What's your next one? Uh, I am going to go with red tie-dye, Okay, which is, uh, I try to listen to the Grateful Dead every two or three years, and I don't get it. Please explain to me why they're good. Well, so would blue tie-dye mean I prefer John Mayer in yeah. the Grateful Dead? Yeah, blue, blue tie-dye would be like... John Mayer with the Dead and Company, I get, but okay. I don't get Jerry Garcia era Grateful Dead. Okay, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. And I feel like you'd run into several of those people at parties. I just want someone. I just want someone to make the case. Yeah, because I'm trying. I'm not like, oh, the Grateful Dead sucks. The end. I, I refuse to listen. I do try to listen. I sit down with. I mean, one of their live things, and I'm like, okay, they're so bad. It's just bad. I'm, it's not even. It doesn't even reach bad. Yeah. It's just like, it's like it sounds like they're tuning. They're just they're just noodling the whole time, and I'm like, it's going to build to something, and it's like, yeah, it's just not. It's like, <laughs> like there's no highs and lows. It's just kind of medium. To me, it just kind of yeah. sounds like music you'd be listening to on the street, like just like busker music almost. Like it's just pointless. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's it's weird, but I feel like there's some kind of code that could be cracked. That I, well, so I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Crack it's this open... code and then have the other assorted codes that go with the cracking. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Now I'm liking this. Yeah. I like this. Okay. This is this is very Navajo code talker. This is what we call the Caesar shift. Uh, what's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's your last one? Because that's all I had. Oh, that's all you have. Uh, my last one's simple. It's a uh, cat hair hanky. Okay. 
which just means, yes, I'm into futars. Oh, a futar one. Wow. I mean, if you run into a fellow futar traveler in the world. I feel like you need to travel to uh, one of our, uh, you know, our cousin from the East's. Um, you know, Japan, China, Korea, North Korea. You think there's a lot of futar fans? I would imagine you could go there and probably find a futar fan club. The FFF. Like actual futars, not furry. No, no. I bet it's the FFF, the futar fan club. <laughs> FFC. People who have read book six mm-hmm. <laughs> of Frank Herbert's Dune. Yeah. I, the first, I, mean, I, would love to meet, I would love to meet other futar fans. I would love to bring a futar up in a conversation without somebody I know and have them know what that is. Yeah. Like that would be. Oh, I have I have one more. I forgot. Pink. It's only for Lee. When you see Pink, you whisper Lee, and disappear outside for a beer barrel polka talk. It's almost it. it's like an automatic get you out of get out of jail free one. You see somebody okay. wearing that. Pink? I didn't do I didn't do Lee because I assumed you would do. Lee. I mean, so, I have been to the mecca of of Lee. I, so I, you know, I am going to, to Vegas died. in. Uh, july and I'm, I'm going to see if i can get a private tour of lee's old estate so wow yeah that would be are you gonna go back to the car museum hmm i don't know i'm not suggesting you should i'm not i mean i have three days to myself basically so <laughs> we'll you'll be happens. the only person to come back within three months <laughs> to see the piano Re- return <laughs> return the lingerie i bought sorry these just don't fit can i get another pair uh-huh. of lee lingerie <laughs> Um, uh, I'm gonna take. A, I'm gonna fix? use the bathroom real quick, and then I'll come back. Right. Okay. Cool. Let, me, let me pee. We will pause. Fixtures of lost children. Lost children. Yeah, there's a there's an alternate history where they could have been franchises, and and we want to explore. Yeah. Uh, my first is a movie. I can't remember if we've talked about it on air or just talked about it that you've watched fairly recently. Uh, it is a one-of-a-kind uh, 1980s rock and roll fable. Uh, it's sort of a comic book hybrid 1950s, 1980s, almost a musical, but not really a musical. I mean, there's musical sequences, uh, huge sets, very expensive, Willem Dafoe in straight-up bondage gear. Yes, I'm talking about Streets of Fire, Uh, a movie that flopped big time, (laughs) and the movies of lost children is that what Uh, you're calling it? And I, uh, I Ah. have the in our next segment, the fixers uh, of lost feather in my cap. Lost children uh, back in the heyday of Twitter. It's uh, tweeting. We're going to break. I wish I lived in an alternate reality where Star Wars was an obscure franchises, or we'd like to be franchises flop from the late seventies, and we were living in an era of dozens of Streets of Fire spinoffs. And the screenwriter of Streets of Fire replied to my tweet and just said, "No, ten, you know, (laughs) Valerian in the House of a Thousand Cards, you know, Uh, even he." 
So what is your Disagreed first? that there should be uh, a long-running series of profitable Streets of Fire movies. But he's wrong. Yeah. Oh. It's got a mm -hmm. plot. They got to rescue Dan Lane. Confounding, uh, odd. The the like really bad lead, Michael Paré. Mm hmm. He's just like he looks. He looks like a comic by book, a good director, like Sergeant Rock. He looks like a 1950s comic book being, but he's not a good actor. I mean, that's, you know, as we talked about last week, two weeks ago, I can't remember. Uh, like Harrison Ford brought something special to Indiana Jones. He's not just like a handsome guy who can do the stunts. Like, and this guy is not a good actor. Like he's. What? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be about these characters. Just this world. Twitter used to be sort awesome. Of like, like future rockabilly <laughs> world where the cops are kind of like afraid to enforce any laws. It's, and it's, it's sort a of like movie double I, dragon, I don't really, but with less karate. I, mean, I should have seen it coming that you like that movie, but I found it <laughs> so weird and had uh -huh. no plot, basically. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. it's. I mean, it's, by it's her like boyfriend it's and in his, the same Mike, vein Mike, of also, David Lynch's Dune. What is it? Michael it's Patrick Dan like, or utterly Dan one of a kind Vincent? movie that when There's I watch it, it, I'm just like, how does the worst this actor? Exist? How? Yeah, yeah. Michael Pare, who's also in Eddie and the Cruisers, uh, which I've never seen, uh, and also a franchise. Maybe. I mean, there were. It was so the movie was like partly assembled yeah. by the record company. I think it was Sony. Yeah, um, and they, so they originally wanted Bruce no. Springsteen to do the music. I mean, Streets of Fire is a Bruce Springsteen song, and Bruce is like, no. no. So they're like, fuck. Okay, so they went and like cobbled together a bunch of different artists on the label. Yeah. Oh, all right. I mean, I I can see that there Streets is of actually Fire is, a pseudo I don't know where you would sequel, go with the franchise, like a I straight to video movie from the late '90s that I've never tracked down. It's supposed to be terrible. I will I will eventually have to watch it. It is. It has double dragon. It, it to me it's like what the inside of Billy Bob Thornton's head looks like. Like it might be how he actually views the world. Like hillbilly psychedelic weirdness. I bet he loves Streets of Fire. What a huge swing, too. It's a, just a huge, in every way, swing. Wasn't there one song that hit the charts in that movie? Like, actually, it was kind of... Like, this... Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm into that. Uh, I mean I think it would like 
It's kind of surprising it doesn't have a TV show or something. I'll do Robot Shocks 1. And maybe I'll be in 2, but god damn it, I'm not doing 3. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine. this. My first one um, is a movie I've just recently seen and watch, I would say, probably three times a year and always have the best time ever is Robot Jocks. Way out of my depth. And... um, I want it. I want ten of these, and I want ten of them to be miniatures and actual effects and no CGI. Like when you watch Pacific Rim, which is just you know a plussed up RoboJocks, basically. All right, um, screen gems. It, it, nothing matters. Got your marching orders. It, but when you see a guy in a giant robot suit fall, <laughs> it just it, it feels so much better. There's rear projection. Uh, it's very clear, <laughs> like Americans uh, versus Russians. How many of these did you do? Crash and burn. Uh, it it's got everything Four, okay. you want. There's uh my number the, two, uh, We're not troopers, just random. My my everybody takes a shower together, is, nudity. Uh, like it just it's just a movie. It's the perfect movie uh, for me. In the and I wish that there were ten of them. That also Bond has family. an absolutely terrible sequel Bond. that I don't think do, anybody we should do like a, really a, a Bond. In. And then it has like a third tier, even worse one that I think was on like um, the Sci-Fi this, Channel or something. This is a a movie that the. But, uh, the somehow underrated Pierce Brosnan did shortly after ending his tenure mm-hmm. as 007. Uh, it's the Matador. The, the same guy I wasn't even uh, into. Like a the, very, the very played the uh, like he's he's a sort of sleazebag character. From James Bond's sleazebag Nation, cousin who was the character. Guy I mean, it's a, it's a crime show. movie, not a he's spy Star movie. Too. But it's got very sort of. But certainly the marketing. Anyway, he is. You know, it's a very fun. People being familiar. Eighty-seven I mean, minute like movie that really I can't recommend job. more, especially for somebody uh, who grew sort of up like watching. But it's like a mixed up buddy comedy. Like it's, it's, kind it's of all a, about it, and like uh, there's actual sparks and you see strings. Sort of it's, in it's the very enjoyable. I want kiss, 20 kiss, of those. bang, bang, or uh, what was the one with Russell Crowe and uh, you give us a five hundred thousand dollar budget, kind of like a we can do it mixed a mixed buddy. Mm-hmm. Crime movie, uh, and it's just like mm-hmm. it's good. It's it's just a solid movie, and I would watch uh, I'd watch One, a series two, of stories three, about uh, this kind of washed up version of Pierce. No, having no, yeah, might be, yeah, no. There should be. Ooh, yeah, I'm I'm I guess it didn't make enough money to merit a sequel, but like creatively. Like a Q oh, yeah. spinoff movie? Would have been a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> but we're doing it anyway. Okay. Good call. Good good choice. Greg Kinnear, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. The nice guys? French person. Uh, Besson? Be- Luc Besson? Yeah. He did a, um, a Joan of Arc movie, I think. Oh, yeah, he did the, he did the, the professional. Honestly, the nice guys might be one. Yeah, like a good franchise 
I I every time I, I hover this. over that movie, I always want to hit play. <laughs> I never don't. The original watch it. professional script had a very different relationship with. Uh, if it came Young out Natalie in like '94, uh, it would have been a massive hit. Um, and especially because it's got Shane Black. Glad that it didn't so get it's made. It's got a lot of way. like Shane Black. That's jokes not that aren't really funny now. Yes, you know. Yes. Just say. for the record, so, the fixers yeah, I, I, is I, I not. Really like that idea. Supporting um, mine. Preteen. Next one. Preteen. Movie that only had one. Carnal. Cinema. Had the perfect ending. Are... Does not need a sequel. Um, at all. Oh, but yeah. I want one anyway. Is uh, the Fifth Element. I want ten of those. I want I want to know more about the world. I want like oh, something yeah. it from is one cool. of the aliens views. Like in I want a, more Gary Oldman. I want to know what the black thing is of, is trying to destroy everything. A lot of like, stuff's either It's got res- everything. It's like basically the, the better version of Crystal IP. Skull. So like, you know, every Star Wars show out, like, in the, in the, in the like, old times and goes to modern times. I'm like, like it's just it's I've, I like I've seen this. Um, like, who's the director? Show me something new. Or or it just seems like lazy. It's like there's a lot of Luke Besson. Like some yeah. Marvel movies, he did it's Lucy just like and, um, this is this is the this is the set the professional. Yeah, um, like, yeah. He's but no, Fifth Element was like an utterly famous new, for interesting people who are futuristic, fifteen to sixteen. And, uh, yeah, I, I, but I too um, would like to see more of that world. Okay, huh. <laughs> it is wild, wild. One of, one of only two yeah. Chris Tucker movies that weren't yeah. uh, this Jackie Chan franchise. What was it called? Rush Hour. The one they made is the one they should have made. I agree. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's done more recently. Yes. Okay. There was a time where he original five movies. script version of uh, the professional of Leon the professional. He also did a uh, Valerian Jackie Brown Fifth Element in the Planet of a Thousand a Stars of, or whatever. Oh, he was in Silver like, playbook. Um, so he takes big he does swings, not work much. but. Um, the, all the effects in that fifth element were like practical, and the ones that were looked two great. I mean, it was just a cool each, world. I just want to live in more. Um, and that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel like I would appreciate yeah. having fifty million. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. Not now. There was a time when his first, like his first big payday, I'm sure. We don't need to show She-Hulk in this. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a movie. Underrated soundtrack on that one, too. John Very Lacar weird, like, spy uh, 90s electronic um, And there have been multiple doesn't John make any movies, sense, but you'll but, end up listening to it um, more than you should. This version of it, this cast, I wish there was more. Uh, it's Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Um, great standalone really? spy movie, but there are there's like nine more. books about Smiley, this character yeah. that Gary Oldman plays, and he's he's like old and he doesn't need to be like young and handsome and dashing at any point. Like Gary Oldman can Friday. play, could play. I mean, now he's like yeah, whatever, ten years older. No, he doesn't have to. Than, so there's a point where you're going to run out of Gary Oldman time on this earth to and do he it, but, and he knows um, what 50 million dollars is like he's uh, to I've me he's the, a guy that's um, like i got 50 million dollars and i know what that means uh, it's not yeah, like i mean just like a casually impeccably put together like, movie like, yeah whatever it's and there are it's like i didn't have anything there are stories on the shelf dollars. you could make more of these but i guess it didn't make i would too but if you're tom cruise 
does fifty million dollars matter? No, like you know, what a lot I mean? of information. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, but he also just kept making huge movies. So Chris <laughs> Tucker's like, I did it. I don't want to fuck it up anymore. So what's your next one? Yeah. I mean, phenomenal cast. Uh, Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, Tom Hardy, uh, Cumberbatch, uh, Toby Jones, the immortal Toby Jones. Uh, yeah, it's just like, I, I want more. I want more of this world. It's like Fifth Element. Give me, give me more. Good, good pick. Great movie. Great radio play. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that flop. That flopped hard. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the radio one is awesome too. If you ever get a chance to listen to it, it the the, B, the BBC did it, and it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Also, a movie you cannot um, talk during. Like, you, you, if you don't, like, if you're not watching, I, I would say that's, like, a subtitles mandatory movie. Like, just to get all the information you need. Because I watched it once, and I was like, wait a second. I don't know what's going on. And I had, like, watch it by myself again. Oh, incredible. Cumberbatch is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm it busy. didn't help that it flopped. Like, yeah, like it was like John I, I John it. Carter me Mars one. level flop. It's a, I'm calling it Audible on that needs yeah. to be recast and was horribly done, but exists in the world, which I don't know why they don't do. Is Sahara with Matthew McConaughey and Stephen Zahn? Uh, that flopped so hard, but there are so you have two hundred you have one pit one. books. That are basically like Indiana Jones, but uh, okay. for the water. Um, uh, that would I'm be so translatable my, to either a series or end. a movie. And I will and throw it in is shocking. Well. They, I mean, it like, flopped it's almost so too obvious hard. Now. There was they a put a lot of money behind that I feel movie. like I was... And a, I was pretty excited to see it. keeper of the flame of and this And it's a hard movie, sell anyway. because it's, it's like it's Lincoln gone ending up in the Sahara Desert. Too many people love it. So that's a hard sell. It bears... But he also... The other one they did he did was Raising the Titanic. But that was like an 80s movie. Um, I know, I know, um, I know, so I know you're not a fan I of Rogue. A franchise that just lays, <laughs> which dormant. we can get into. But let me just mainly say, because I think the people this is who, just like a perfectly constructed movie, the guy great adventure, and yet again a book series. But there are like thirty of these fucking books, like exactly and like the people, book. And you just can't I've only do read that. one of the books, and he but just people love them. So he's basically Alan Moore. Script like once it's out, I'm not gonna. You had young Russell Crowe. I'm not gonna watch it. I don't care. It's just it's just not mine anymore. Okay, ropes. I know too many ropes. Oh, it was awful. It had it had such a goodwill for me. Like I was like I was so ready to like just okay. say screw all the critics. This is going to be good, and it turns out it was just a fucking flop. It's not even rewatchable, which is maybe the biggest crime of a bad Fair. movie. Fair to not even be rewatchable. So. When they're like sawing the eight year old boy's leg off, you're one? like, uh, um, this. I have two more, maybe th- maybe an alt. <laughs> not enough ropes and not not enough homoeroticism. Okay. 
like his in the novel when he takes the boat from Transylvania to London. It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good idea. You f- you feel bad? I think I think I am a defender of uh, Coppola's Dracula. No, but a Dracula movie. I think that's a good. I think that's a good Dracula movie. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm no. I'm too. I, I just. Uh, it, it. They should make more. They should make more. I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I, I, I was. I was. I hate to say this. I was bored. Wow. Watching the movie. I, I was just kind of bored. Just like t- just too much. Just too yeah. Much I mean, Alan Moore, ropes, obviously, which you mentioned, has three of the books. He has multiple. Uh, they're books. like playing music together, but they're not kissing. Like I don't know. It's just not. It's not for me. Not enough male male no, kissing. No yeah, I just yeah. I don't know. By Avengers, um, I one mean of the previews the, uh, they had before Indy was <laughs> the Sean Connery uh, Avengers. <laughs> Dracula on a ship. The John Steed Avengers, like on his like coming back. People have no idea yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about. They're like, what? Yeah, basically that entire like, thing. No, the real like, Avengers people. It's a good idea, but <laughs> sometimes I just feel bad for Dracula. A bowler, a like, bowler cap in your back pocket means I know what the real right. Avengers is. Like, yeah. I like that one. It's fine. I like several vampire movies. Um, Too old timey. But Too a Dracula old. movie, they've just, it's just. I mean, there's. It's something that's, I don't know, uh, we, that's for a different time. My uh, next one is um, yeah a movie that was supposed to be huge, huge budget for special effects, huge star at the time, coming off of classics like um, The Rock and Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade, um, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. There were supposed to be probably ten of those, and I bet three of the scripts are already written. <laughs> It that takes every, the kiss of death? yeah, huh. yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, and it wasn't a bad movie at all. It just was at the wrong place, wrong time. Like, yeah, Whoa. It, oh, man, I forgot. I, that was man. That is one we should have. Kingsman. We might have to do Kings? a special episode on that. Um, like emergency broadcast on that. No, no, the real Avengers. I'll say that the that's actually a kind hanky of code derived from like, the <laughs> I know what the real Avengers is. It's yeah, it means I know, and you're holding yeah. an umbrella with a knife in it. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked the movie. It was like good, and I don't know why it wasn't a hit. I think it would look a little too CGI ish. It's based on a comic yeah, comic. and it was old timey on green screen, not old timey like actually looked good. Yeah. So that's just a different thing. That I time in filming, like making my, London look good, is sometimes a little hard. Uh, okay, my last one. Um, and that movie just does not make Controversial. it look good. But Sean Connery's this great. This is a dark it. blue like, hanky. Cast is really good. Like if you look at the cast, dark the people blue. who played is, all the characters. We're gonna get canceled. Screen gems. Good. Was Rasputin about to write the check it, which for sponsorship. Which kind of goes back to my theory that any movie that Rasputin's in is going to like be bad. Uh, it's almost this is a like movie the, the Mars theory. inspired by the classic. Yeah, Bob Hope, Bing Crosby. It's weird. Road it's weird, movies? but if you look up the movies Probably that Rasputin has been in, 
that I um, watched, with including my, the newest um, Father, Father Commodore, Father the, of the Sea. Uh, oh, what's the one with the ass joke of beloved the of the movies? Uh, just a just a, a night's a tale. Fun, not a night's tale. Um, you take two kind of and, bumbling uh, Colin, American characters. You take them to an exotic well, like location. Proto James Bond. They're both Kingsman, trying to bone yeah. the same woman. There was like the Kingsman origin or whatever. And Rasputin. Uh, this is a movie that, that is. I think it came out during possibly the synonymous and, uh, with the biggest flop miserably. So. Uh, it's a movie called Ishtar, and I don't know. I liked the first I one, but the second one was not very good. It's just a lot of CGI. If Ishtar Matthew, was a hit, and Matthew Dustin Bond, Hoffman and uh, Mr. Warren Beatty is too up, addicted kept making, to uh, CGI, so kept making Ishtar movies. And I mean, it wouldn't be called watch... Ishtar because Ishtar is the setting, so each one would be like a new place. They okay, could go to like yeah. Shangri La. They could go to Atlantis. It's, it's kind of the steampunk Machu Picchu thing. Where, Every like, time a new adventure, a good movie steampunk with my favorite. My favorite yeah. character. Get me in a room yeah. with uh, Zaslav, and I'd be like, "Listen, I dark blue Inky. I I mean, do do you want to be on your deathbed and be like, you know what? I never watched Ishtar. <laughs> I'm not saying it is a masterpiece. I'm saying, okay. The road to. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, oof, that's tough. Um, I would say one of them has Mr. Charles Grodin in it, and that's Ishtar. And uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. We're going to reboot Alternate Ishtar. Universe everybody. Ishtar. Warren Beatty's still alive. Dustin Hoffman's still alive. Wow. Could be like a grumpier old man Ishtar. Return to Ishtar. I mean, one of them died after the second one, right? I think that was that. Got to go to Atlantis. <laughs> Better not be Sphere. I'm walking out. Do I need to okay. watch okay. Ishtar? <laughs> huh. Wow. That's a real question. Of the two, Heaven's Gate and Ishtar, which should I watch? Wow. Great choice. Wow. These are like Sophie's choices. We're making real hard. This is a hard conversation we're having right now. I think that that decision is made for me then. Thank you. It's Thank weird, you, but it's self-contained, and right. it makes sense. Lists. It's like a, the next episode, a puzzle box get a full Ishtar fits review. once you get into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk about a franchise that could have used about seven more movies. Grumpier old men. Always happy to see those guys on the screen. Yeah, well, that, that's true. Um, my last one. Yeah, like literally dark. We like, saw together in theaters. Image. You I cannot mean, watch this in a room with daylight in it. You will both, not see anything. That's our relationship. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we can handle that. Too much of a strain. Yeah. Um, we enjoyed it. I think we were also like. 
what the flying fuck was that? I didn't know anything about this when we walked in. It's mysterious. I had a budget of $27 million. (laughs) 7.6 on Rotten Tomatoes, or 76%. Um, Interesting. I want to live in Dark City. I, mean, I love, love that movie. Anything with it fucking, fucking Pharaohs. Weird. It is built out of absolute suit. whole cloth. You're in. It Whether has it's... great early CGI special effects. It has a, the weirdest plot to follow. It's weird without being unpopulous weird. Like it's 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 completely palatable in a weird way. <laughs> Whereas like Uh-huh. Yeah. And it is a a movie that you can see. Like I would put Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, I, that, I just, just I didn't put like, that on my list because I assumed that would be like first out of the gate for you. With this, because it's a whole universe just contained in this, mm-hmm. and I think that that would be that might be one of my like. It's just I'll always watch it. It's very dark, so if you watch it, you kind of have to almost watch it at night. You can't have anything on the TV. Literally a dark movie. No, it's just it's in, it's impossible. You have to crank the contrast up like all the way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like everybody in that movie. Everybody's still alive, still working. I mean, basically the entire cast was in you know the other uh, one that I never want to see another one of, Gods of Egypt, um, which is Mortal the Immortal Jonathan Winters. Uh, ooh, I saw that in the theater. That was. I do really enjoy yeah. watching a big I, uh, swing in the theater that you know is going to fail and I, be out the next week. I love the pick of Dark City. I'm tr- I'm struggling to think how that I, could I be do, but it's not about like, that. It's about it's like like the you mentioned Ex Machina. It's like the it's promise so that these guys had. They're like we're going to make like, ten of these and we're going to make a fucking billion dollars. But Fifth Element is like the, the world, uh, like the mortal the whole point of Dark one of those City. where you're just like this is going to fail so I mean, it's bad. Like, Whoever you don't want to go back in it and was like why would you go back in Dark City? It's Without just gone. I, I love a big swing franchise. You just know it's uh, going to work. My whereas Alt, Fifth of Element takes place in a sort of like version of the future that you could have different adventures in. Yeah, I want ten Shadow movies with every single con that has ever oh, existed. Yeah. I like the universe. Um, it's a kind of. I think that. No. That <laughs> universe people kind of find boring no. for some reason because it is it is kind of. In that era of like slapstick comedies, yeah, like director of the and they tried to the do Crow like a too. I think the Crow people will be in the, the dark with city. the yeah, couple the woman in it, Penelope Ann Miller, I think. Um, but they try to make them like a like hep talking like you know quick Ever. dialogue couple. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Winters also in that movie. Yeah, Just I think saying. it's mostly mostly real sets um, and stuff. I don't think Alec Baldwin could have got more shots. It was interesting and weird, and I, yeah. I, really I mean, it was kind of looked like a tool video. But without, without the semen, <laughs> like, uh, I, uh, me, me too. Yes. I am. Yeah. Uh, the shadow, um, would be happy to see more. Um, what do you think about the, the fifth elements? The same. Would like you want to watch contained. more Rocketeers? Right. Well, I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, but it was like. It wasn't a, wasn't a true story. It didn't have the weight of trying to tell, like, an important story. See, I think that uh, the dudes who did Stranger yeah. Things have watched Dark Timothy City. Timothy Dalton was, like, a... Because there was, was like, a lot of Dark City. He was, like, the Stranger rich guy and, in and the And when you bring Dark Jones, City up, was like a, nobody remembers a, it. American like, or British. It's just not a like, movie that is, like, on anybody's radar. 
for being such a I think weird he was an, movie, yeah. it seems but like he, it he wasn't much more German, but he was like secretly a Nazi. But, and then there were some actual like German Nazi, really you know, stormtroopers and stuff. Wow, wow, that's wow. I'm gonna have to rewatch Dark City, uh-huh. <laughs> like in the middle of the night with no lights on. Yeah. I, mean, I bet I bet it still looks pretty yeah. good. I I do remember seeing the theater. I very vividly seeing in theater. Yeah, just yeah. I mean, it wasn't that. Like, I mean, there was, was a lot of gears. It on was that the set. late eighties, so it was only forty years after. Yeah, like you bet you had some people alive, like one that didn't want to make me throw up. Forties, like they weren't working yeah. on that movie, but they were around. You could go talk. That was actually fairly successful. I don't. I mean, I would be interested in it. I don't only know. if it's not CGI. <laughs> I want to. I know. I would love to watch. I would have loved to watch more yeah. back in that era because no, the that, entire 1980s to me is a better Red like, Tails, Brave Little Toaster era is just erased. Like, like, more they interesting. Pretend like, yeah, anything between the classic no, era, Timothy and Dalton the era, and is just I and it was gone. against Nazis again. I think Dalton was a Nazi. Yeah, right? and Tron was kind of a, a strange exception. Uh. He was an actor, right? In that in Rocketeer, the Dark Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think we should save that. I think we should do blimps. The best part on, of that entire movie like, is the cartoon that they show. Dracula, Frankenstein, Mummy. It. Can they be fixed? Can it, like, if you re- ever get a chance to rewatch it, it looks exactly like the propaganda from well, back yeah. then. It's. I mean, that was what it was going to be. It was going to be all those like classic for that kind of thing. So Universal kind of actually makes sense. I mean, but, like Universal. Um, studios owned the ip of all that stuff yeah yeah but it flopped and then they're like never mind we're, we're not we're not we're doing right. this yeah like that's the kind of show like i don't need to see andor but if they did a rocketeer show i think more people would be interested in it than not yeah you know right Right. Yeah. That's but there sad. is that lost era of Disney. But yeah, I think we should just like, forget explore these that movies be existed like before salvaged. Little Mermaid. You know. Yeah, they, they, don't, they just, just don't care. We're just fixing things left and right. The only thing that made it out was Tron. Yeah, Tron <laughs> is the only survival, I think, that they keep trying to push on us. Tron was. Bringing up shitty. ropes. I think we're missing out on one that I think we both could agree on and might be the actual hammer um, is uh, the uh, Dark Universe. The Tom Cruise wow. mummy. I, I mean... Like, wait, on like two screens at the same time? I really, I really don't recommend that. That is not... Wolfman. I don't stand by that. You they made the hold me accountable a Wolfman, though. Yeah, it's like heroin and cocaine. You do one or the other. You do not do them at the same time. No, the Mummy well, is I good. Mean, I'm a history nerd. I so I'm like it. I, I'm into it. Yeah, but I'm like I'm getting Never up. Mind. I'm getting snacks. I'm I remember there's like phone. a picture with all of them together. Yeah, and it was like, oh, this is gonna be awesome, and we have like the alternate to Marvel. Nope, just not the time. Even Tom Cruise can't save you. You're pretty fucked. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to The Fixers this week. Uh, next week, we're going to have a full Ishtar review. Uh, it's going to be incredible. I'm going to take actual notes. I can't wait. I might actually watch Heaven's Gate at the same time. Who knows? I'm kind of wild like that. All right. So we will see you next week. And as always, remember the paper. Today. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Tomorrow.
Don't take the bat out of my hand. It's the ninth inning. You know what this is like. I gotta get the quote. The guy's not gonna be there all night. I gotta get it. We run what we got. What the hell is going on? Are you nuts? The Paper, on videocassette.